Good morning and welcome to the 2023 Scopey Awards. Yay. Yay. Live from the red carpet, Will Brost and Patrick Anderson reporting from the red carpet, seeing all of these talented and beautiful musicians. Ready. Every single one that you can think of Every, is sorry. here. <laughs> Whoever your favorite musician is, they're here tonight. That's who, yeah. <laughs> they're here getting ready to enter the uh, uh, the arena, unnamed, unsponsored arena that we uh, use for this ceremony every year. Um, Madison Square Garden. That's, <laughs> 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 they're not supposed to know. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. <laughs> Uh, as we all know, tonight is the biggest night in music. Uh, that's what they say. Uh, the Grammys claim that as well. The jury's still out. But um, what's cool about our award show is that <laughs> we give out two winners per category, which is maybe a little unintuitive, but uh, I bring a Scopie. Patrick brings a Scopie for each yeah. of our five categories tonight and the great thing is that we are both presenting we're making up the awards presenting the awards and individually giving out the awards which that's, is exactly what you want to see that's exactly right there aren't going to be any comedians that are like actually funny helping to uh alleviate the you know the air there aren't going to be any great musical performances because we're running the show <laughs> it's just and, and you might be wondering okay so who's the voting body well it's me for the award that i'm giving out and it's patrick for the award that he's giving out so it's uh really is it would be pretty pretty hilarious or if he, yeah to see like if imagine like an oscars presenter like if like will ferrell is presenting an oscar <laughs> And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna choose this one as, <laughs> as my pick for the. Will Ferrell's just like best actor. Yeah, uh, best actor. Oh wow, I really like Jack Nicholson stuff. Yeah, he didn't do a movie this year. Yeah, but. <laughs> um. So we have five awards to give out tonight. Pardon, we have mm -hmm. ten awards to give out tonight, <laughs> in five different categories. Again, this isn't your typical award show. Um, but the categories, not in order, other than just the order I wrote them down here, most pleasantly surprising album, and conversely, most disappointing album. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Another way we get from the Grammys is we give out <laughs> negative awards, too. <laughs> just, yeah, and well, that's the problem. Yeah. Know, if they had at least one negative category, maybe they could start pumping those numbers back up well, yeah <laughs> right <laughs> their credibility is just yeah you can't just celebrate the best in music you got to celebrate right. the not as great stuff too i guess um we also have like the oscars we also have a best picture category um <laughs> we also have best album concept and best breakthrough artist and that's an important distinction because the other music award show does best new artist, and then they give it to Boney Vare, who was like already famous for six years. Um, right. We don't do that here. We do best breakthrough artist as one of ours. So, gosh, Patrick, we know what we're talking about. It, <laughs> that's. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's why we are that's king and emperor for these words. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you sounded half confident when you said that. We know what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> just we do, right? We should. <laughs> so, Patrick, I think the uh, the audience, <laughs> solely comprising of again every famous musician that you know, uh, mm-hmm. I th- I think they're maybe getting a little restless. They want the, the show to start. Um, so, what do you think? What <laughs> what award okay. should be? Uh, do you want to start with tonight? <laughs> Again, we mm. we kind of we kind of fly by the seat of our pants here at the Scopey Awards. Yeah, I really want to see a major award <laughs> show try this method. What now. do you think? Best editing now? Like, yeah. what should we start with? <laughs> we throw tradition Imagine out the, Oscars, the window, like right off the bat. They're like best picture. Let's just do it. <laughs> They save, I yeah. <laughs> they save best sound design for the very end at like eleven thirty at night, and everyone's just uh, clocked <laughs> out already. <laughs> um, All right, so I yeah. think that it makes sense to kick it off with the most pleasantly surprising album. Okay, that sounds good. Um, most pleasantly surprising album. Uh, would you, would you like to give your winner first, or would you like me to give my winner first? Um, I would like you to give your winner first. Okay, that sounds good. Oh, and I should say, at least I... Nominations. Exactly. I brought five nominations to the table for each of these awards, so I will read the nominations. We'll do a drum roll. I'll say the winner, and then I'll go into my little spiel as to why I believe they are deserving of the win. Uh, that's the other thing. They don't give their own acceptance speeches. I get... <laughs> we, we tell them. I, I tell them. They stand on stage uncomfortably for three minutes <laughs> while I just talk about their music. <laughs> we accept the awards for them, yeah. basically. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get into it. Um, most pleasantly surprising album. My nominees. <laughs> James Blake. Playing Robots into Heaven, mm-hmm. un- Underscores, Wall Socket, M83, Fantasy, Mitski, The Land is Inhospitable and So Are We. Oh. <laughs> and that's the other thing, is uh, we have live reaction. The, the, the <laughs> nominees are not announced ahead of time. <laughs> we don't tell each other the nominees going in. Uh, and the, the final nominee is Group Therapy with I Was Mature for My Age, But I Was Still a Child. And the winner of at least my Scopey for this award is Underscores with Wall Socket. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So this this award is kind of interesting because it's pretty pejorative in some ways. It's like... Yeah, you could interpret it as the I mean, like. Oh, I didn't wow. expect you to put out something good, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you know, an album can be like pleasantly surprising for several different reasons. Um, none of these five nominees here were nominated because I was like, "Oh wow, it's about time you finally put out a good album." <laughs> like, I've been a fan of a lot of these artists for a while. Like, M eighty three was nominated because like of how much I really enjoyed Hurry Up, We're Dreaming back in the day. But ever since then, well, check out our episode on yeah. <laughs> on junk. Still to this day, the most random episode of this podcast we've ever done. <laughs> um, and, and James Blake is here for similar reasons. I didn't think his previous album was that bad. But, I mean, 
you know, a slight decrease. And then this new album, I think, is kind of mm -hmm. like a return to form. Um, Mitski is similar, you know, that similar in that regard. But admittedly, she's here because I like having five nominees and she was like the fifth one I came up with. So the other two nominees are kind of in their own separate category. Um, and I'm not going to break down every nominee for every award. I just kind of felt like doing it for this one. Um, group therapy and underscores were nominated because in theory, I should be too old <laughs> to enjoy these albums. Uh, at the very least, I am likely in the like 99th percentile of yeah. age of people who enjoy these albums. I am likely much That's older. That's a good point. Right, yeah. If I were to go to a concert for these artists, I would probably be uncomfortably old. You know, <laughs> to be like, wow, look at this guy. Um, group Therapy was nominated for this reason. But is it really that surprising that I enjoyed a creative hip-hop album? Not really. Um, therefore, Underscores had to be the winner here with Wall Socket because not only is it an album by a really young person with a really young fan base, but it's also a hyper-pop album. And uh, while I never want to completely write off an entire genre, in my experience, to my ears, um, hyper-pop isn't usually my thing. I really enjoyed Sophie's final album, but aside from that, hyper-pop hasn't really appealed to my tastes for the mm -hmm. most part. Maybe a song here or there, but rarely ever a full album. So therefore... It's very surprising that I enjoyed Wall Socket as much as I have. Um, Patrick, this is a good time to mention, too. This isn't our only way of celebrating the year in music. Each of us is revealing our top 30 albums of the year day right. by day throughout December on our social media profiles. Um, I don't want to spoil the exact placement for Wall Socket. But it's worth noting that we're at the top 15 of my list, again, revealing it day by day. I still haven't gotten to Wall Socket yet. I, I yep. really do enjoy this album. And I think I'll discuss more about the specifics of this record on our upcoming Songs of the Year episode. Again, another 2023 recap we like to do here. But I guess I'll just summarize. It, it is a hyper-pop album, but it's also more than hyper-pop. Uh, she fuses so many different genres with hyper-pop on this album, which makes it exciting for me personally. It's an ambitious album, in many ways, but especially sonically, it has plenty of depth instrumentally, plenty of interesting and creative artistic decisions along the way, and it has a pretty confusing but like interesting and and well thought out concept to unpack as well. Um, I, frankly, I'm still unpacking the concept, um, but I appreciate its inclusion from what I've understood. This is just a fun original expectation defying record, so it's deserving of this Scopey Award. I had no previous knowledge of underscores, but I just kind of roll my eyes every time I see an, a hyper-pop album. Um, but this album has mm -hmm. started to change my opinion on that, so shout-out to underscores. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a, really, it's a really good record. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that, that's, that's really cool, too, to hear that positive of, of a take on a new hyper-pop album. Because, yeah, I feel kind of similarly where... I'll give it a try every once in a while, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> but it just right. kind of makes me feel old, honestly. <laughs> it often does. Like, even as extreme as I like to listen to certain things, I'm still like really confused by the genre a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's how people feel about, uh, 
you know, younger people feel about Hyperpop the way we might have felt about, like, Fleet Foxes growing up, you know, which is kind of like a weird thing yeah. to parse out in my mind. It's just, I'm getting old, but that's okay, aren't we all? So, anyway, that was the first of two most pleasantly surprising album scopies we're giving out tonight. Patrick, what are your nominees? My nominees for most pleasantly surprising album are John Cale, mm. Mercy, James Blake, oh. playing Robots into Heaven. Yeah. Okay. okay. Burn a Boy, oh, with I Told Them, Kali Uchis, mm. Red Moon in Venus, and M83 with Fantasy. A couple repeat nominees here. Yeah, a couple double nominees. But my winner is. Burn a Boy. Nice. I told them. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it It just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I mean, not nowhere, because Burna Boy's massive um, these days. He's, like, one of the biggest pop-up acts out there. But usually, you know, the Caliuchis album is another one on here that's a pop album that I didn't expect to like quite as much as I did. Um, but the Burna Boy album just has, like this energy to it that's so infectious and he's got just such a great delivery um the whole idea behind this of like him being on top of everything in the pop music world still feeling like he needs to prove something and then also like uh kind of give credit to basically calling his own shot you know um making it when nobody really believed in them. Like, pretty pretty common storytelling idea for, like, a pop artist who made it seemingly out of nowhere to kind of go after, or, yeah, go for it. But I don't know, the way he commits to it and the his delivery throughout the project and, um, yeah, just the musicality of it is just, like, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's just got some of the best... Uh, most catchy pop songs that I've heard in quite some time. Um, the instrumentals are pretty unique. Like, I haven't heard too many things like this out in the pop world. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just a joy to listen to. Um, and I've had a pretty, it's a pretty easy, like, on-repeat type of album to have, too. So, yeah, and I just didn't expect this because, like, it's mm -hmm. uh, you know, pop is um, pop is always on my radar, and like, you know, the weekend put out an amazing pop album last year. Um, there's some good pop this year, but it's never usually like something that I, or it's not usually something that I'm like finding an album to repeat over and over. But I guess you know, pop music is kind of in its own little renaissance these days in some ways mm -hmm. um where like even simple albums like this one are creatively kind of like just expanded out into something like really larger than life um because i don't know i don't know what it is i guess you know they have so much accessibility to all these other creative producers and like I mean, this I guess this is the positive part of like the 
pop music world that we have today is the collaboration is like better than it's ever been in some ways, or it's at least more open than it's been in some ways. Mm -hmm. I think that causes some, you know, the other side of it where we just have an influx of like, (laughs) of, you know, non-creatives, creatives collaborating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But anyway, but Burna Boy's, like kind of a true example of like collaboration done right i think like this album is just such a joy to listen to and you can tell like the 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 real the real honest artistic integrity is there he's a he's not shying away from being a pop artist he's not shying away from being his larger than life kind of persona um but he's putting out something that's really meaningful and unique to him um yeah, it's great. Nice. Congrats to Bur- Burnham Boy. Very nice. I uh, yeah, that album is like a party, dude. It's it's so much fun. And yeah, um, it, it's a blast. One thing I, I think is interesting too is uh, I think if this award was strictly, um, who was the musician that has disappointed you recently but came back with like a nice album? I think both of us might have put M eighty three as the yeah. winner, just because like. We both like fantasy, I think, a lot more than other people did. I considered it based off of that, but I had to go a little bit more positive. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing. What we did instead, both of us, was like not really having a history with these artists, but just kind of like, oh, I'm I'm kind of surprised an album in this lane of pop. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm surprised I enjoyed it as much as I did. Mine being kind of hyper pop and yours being more of kind of like Afro beats influenced pop music. Mm-hmm. Both of which are pretty hot trends right now. So I, I'm interested to see maybe going forward if we'll see more hyper pop and Afro beats on our year end lists. Um, but it, it's pretty, pretty exciting. Congratulations to both of these artists. I'm so sorry for both Underscores and Burna Boy that you've had to stand on stage this entire time. But please go back to your seats. It is time. Well, <laughs> they, I, I think that they understood uh, how the show works before. I, I know Burna Boy, at least, is a fan. Oh, great. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That is so you know, sick. I, I hadn't gotten into him before this album, but he's been into the podcast for quite some time. That's right. Oh, that's right. He did email us uh, saying, yeah. hey, check out my mixtape on SoundCloud. Yeah. I check remember. out my, my SoundCloud. And we're like, show. okay. We'll give this this small timer some attention. Um, burner boy, burner. <laughs> some some guy with a burner account uh, just messaged us. <laughs> oh god, that was a a classic dad joke. I think that gives away my age, and maybe that is the most surprising reason why I liked underscores that much. I'm a dad joker who likes hyper pop. All right, next we're the, we're the hosts that are just roasting, giving awards, and then roasting. Yeah. <laughs> nominees as they go back to their seats <laughs> well <laughs> speaking of roasting um i think it's only yep. natural to, yep. to go to this one next um we can do the rest of the show in whatever order we like <laughs> we don't have uh you know a, a corporate network to adhere to but it does make sense to follow up most pleasantly surprising album with most disappointing album mm-hmm. um so kind of conversely we're not mad yeah we're just we're disappointed, just disappointed. <laughs> if this were like the mtv version of this that's what we would have called the award the i'm not mad i'm just disappointed award. yeah <laughs> um <laughs> 
So conversely, these are my nominees. These are my five. These are five different acts that I am a fan of. Don't get me wrong, but maybe mm-hmm. I would have liked to enjoy these albums more than I did. So, with further ado, my nominees for most disappointing album: Mac DeMarco, Five Easy Hot Dogs, which I I, I thought mm-hmm. it came out last year, but apparently it was like yeah, early, I early this year. Forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> and that, 100 and- <laughs> 50, yeah, <laughs> I forgot about it too, which is uh, why it's a great candidate for this award. <laughs> um, interestingly, though, other nominee, JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown, scaring oh. the hose. I'll get into that in a second. King Cruel, Space Heavy, 103 mm-hmm. Point Never Again, West Side Gun, and Then You Pray For Me. And the winner is... Or winner quote-unquote, is West Side Gun, and then you pray for me. Um, oh, okay. So I will say, I would like to uh, address maybe a, a surprising nominee that may have, may have caught some ears, an album that we mm-hmm. haven't talked about a lot on this podcast this year, even though it's like maybe still number one on Rate Your Music and all that. Um, you might be thinking... Will, Scaring the Hose is a really good album. And the thing is, I agree with that. Um, it just didn't live up to... I think I know it. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't live up to my personal expectations, which is all this award is. This isn't, here's the albums that sucked. This is most disappointing album. And so when I found out that Peggy and Danny were releasing an album together, my expectations were way up here. Mm-hmm. I still really like the album. It's not in my year-end top 30. So that's why it was nominated. And frankly, looking at my five nominees, this wasn't, thankfully, this wasn't a great year for this category, in my opinion. There weren't many records I truly found myself disappointed by. I had to reach a little bit. Um, With the exception of maybe the Mac DeMarco album and this West Side Gun album that I'm going to talk about at some point, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I liked the King Cruel enough. I liked One O Tricks Point Never's album enough, but again, it, like I had maybe higher hopes, the expectations. Yeah, yeah. But West Side Guns and Then You Pray for Me is truly disappointing because I actually just did not finish the album. I I probably would have finished it if it weren't seventy five minutes long, but it is, and I wasn't enjoying it, so. I didn't finish the album. Mm-hmm. I, Dang, yeah. Yeah, and, and frankly, I'm not really interested in like absolutely ripping this album to shreds during this award show, especially with West Side Gun standing on stage right now, giving me like a really <laughs> giving me a really that menacing would be look. I, I would I would shit my pants. Um so <laughs> I'll just summarize by saying that like I am a huge West Side Gun fan. Previously his albums like almost always make my list. I'm a huge fan of all that Griselda stuff. But this album felt sloppy and messy to me. Um, it just it seemed kind of half baked and unfinished, like a video game that like needed to be released by a certain date and just like oh maybe we'll patch it later. You know what I mean? Mm. Like this album kind of has that feel to it in my opinion. My favorite part of the album, <laughs> well, from the parts of it that I actually heard, um, were ironically the intro track, which is an interlude spoken by A.A. Rashid, because a lot of what he says in that interlude is just pure 
gobbledygook. <laughs> I, I actually I wrote down some of the lyrics here. Uh, the, the wise among you will always do the knowledge twice. You will revisit the one with the two and be wise. On every porch resides two pillars and every door got two sides. Some people pray to be seen. We do so to be heard. You heard? And what does we mean? What does we mean? Ask Fly God. We means yes in France, and they speak French in Paris. We have prayed <laughs> we have prayed there and elsewhere, and now we have arrived again at another yes. What the fuck was, wow. <laughs> was any of that? But it was I so I can't tell if that's like incredibly insightful or just yeah gobbledygook <laughs> yeah i can't tell if i'm just third eye closed or if like yeah that exactly <laughs> but that was i was cracking up in my cube listening to that um so shout out to aa rashid and uh shout out to west side gun whose work i normally adore but this wasn't the album for me yeah that's that's that makes sense yeah yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> all right well that's all right, West Side. You'll get them next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame we don't do best ad lib of the award. year. Otherwise, we could have given you a positive one, but alas. Yeah. All right. Well, my nominations this year are a little different. Okay. But nonetheless, just as disappointing. And they are, I think, actually, I have one, two, three. I have six nominees. <laughs> I just realized I was looking. I'm like, wait a second. I wrote down more than I needed. To that do. is some hater shit. Oh, for this yeah. award, I, I couldn't get enough nominees. <laughs> oh well, you know what? They need to know. <laughs> I love that so much. I can't take off any of these. <laughs> they're all disappointing as fuck. No, there's just no way. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay all right. okay well six nominees are <laughs> they are gorillas mm. cracker island boy genius mm. with the record fred again and brian eno oh wow secret life you can tell the, the only reason that i nominated that one. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> the national first two pages of frankenstein mm. One of Tricks Point Never again. Okay. And Baroness oh. with Stone. Okay. Okay. All right. And my winner is The National. Ah, uh, nice. Well, First two pages of Frankenstein. It's just bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Off rip. Yeah. That's so funny. Like, it's not even, I mean, it, I'm disappointed because I'm a national fan, but it's just like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, it just sucks. Like the, the songwriting, I don't I, I, I really don't know what happened because it, in a lot of ways, it kind of plays out like how a national it, this album was like so rough to get through that it made me think about like man do i like the nationals like do i actually am i am i past that now is this something that i was like just into for a while 
and then something changed and now i don't like them anymore. oh my god <laughs> yeah it, yeah i they i they really just like i think doubled tripled quadrupled down on like the pretentiousness um but because like the Destner brothers whatever are like into the pop music world now mm-hmm. i guess that they're like able to be like oh we can be accessible and all the taylor swift fans will listen to our albums now too and mm. we'll be more popular than ever so there's like this like really bizarre blend of really accessible moody sounding uh, kind of generic pop with the really like overly done pretentious lyricism that's like trying to be poetic from Matt Berninger. Like, and it doesn't make sense because there's like so many good moments of uh, like lyricism is something about national that's like, and production. Both of these things are something that's made them who they are in the past. So to me, like listening through this album, and it's you know one of their more conceptual type projects too. Like ambition wise, it's supposed to be like oh <laughs> pretty God. high up there, but like it just doesn't deliver on any of these things. There's just nothing to this to take away. Um, nothing meaningful to take away from this project. Really, it's just there's a mishmash of a bunch of moody. Uh, half depressed songs that kind of go nowhere and it's just meandering <laughs> and like yeah it, it, it just uh, that it, this one is truly disappointing because it's just like yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's in my uh I was so glad when this was done I was like wow this was like so boring like i don't boring is not usually i if an album is boring to me like i usually am not like mad about it necessarily i'm just like uh uh, that was just kind of boring yeah this one i was like i wasted my time (laughs) like (laughs) i'm like mad i'm like i could have done anything i could have just not done anything for an hour and probably been better off than listening to this album because it was so boring oh my god that yeah wow so during my west side gun i said you know i'm not really interested in just ripping this album to shreds you no this album sucks it's like (laughs) (laughs) it's not good and it's like also kind of like uh, does not spell out a good for me. Like does not spell out a good future for the national. Damn. Um, like they damn. they need to like kind of reprioritize. I think. Like I'm not saying you know the Swifty stuff has anything to do with it. Right. Right. In any real way, I'm not trying to like bash. I'm drawing Taylor Swift into this is just kind of a side effect. Right. I am like a little skeptical when I see indie art, like real indie artists, mm-hmm. you know, like the national yes. start to venture into the pop world. 
it just kind of throws up some flags usually because you're like, well, this is kind of contradictory to a lot of like what they represent. Mm-hmm. I think it's natural, right? Bryce Dessner, Aaron Dessner have been producing some really great pop stuff. Like, and some of the stuff that they produce for Taylor Swift that I've listened to is really good. Like I, I, I think that I don't think that their talent has gone, um, away in any way like if anything they've just expanded on it and they've made this sound a little bit more accessible and like um i think that that can be really good mm-hmm. uh, they've just popularized on a sound that they, they're already really good at um but here they just kind of they they just leave it at that like there's no passion left for the national is what it feels like they're re- just focused on um I guess just being the biggest producers they can at the moment. Um, I'm kind of assuming a lot out of them, but that's just kind of what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And um, that's fine, but it just takes away a lot of the emotional core of the, of the nationals music. And then Matt Berninger, you know, he's always been kind of hit or miss, but like when he's at his best and he's like really hitting those, moments like it's just the national can put out some stuff that's just like really great um god damn yeah i don't know the past few years of the national have been rough i went to a national concert like years ago too and that one was rough like i did not really like the concert very much like it's been i'm kind of like i'm not so sure anymore (laughs) they made my top 50 of the decade jeez like and then after that, it's been like, you know what? <laughs> Matt Berninger is on stage just listening to all of this right now. Uh, yeah, well, he's he's about to give me an ear beating um, of, of yeah, well, <laughs> that I, he wrote up in iambic pentameter. <laughs> you know, I will say it's possible I also might have been disappointed by the national album, but I did hear it wasn't good. So I just did not even check it out in the first place. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I, I, I definitely, I think that was the right decision. There like. you have it. And, uh, wow. It, West side gun got off easy by comparison because wow, no. the, <laughs> this is a, a fuck the national podcast these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little bit. They've got something to prove. They really do. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. Well, your well, resident national fan is really pissed <laughs> these days. The I'm red wine happy. has expired. It's made me embarrassed. Yeah. Now I have to tell people, yeah, I really like trouble. Though. Trouble will find me. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. take it when people are like, yeah, no, the national's always actually been overrated. It'll yeah. be like, yeah, you have a point. <laughs> God damn. Thankfully, that's where I'm at. Our final three awards are all positive. <laughs> They're all positive. Thankfully, <laughs> holy cow, that was incredible stuff. Uh, yeah. God damn, thank you for coming. The national. I don't blame you if <laughs> in the future you just don't show up to the awards. I I would not blame you. Um, we have three more awards. Uh, which one would you like to go to next? Hmm. I would like... Let's go with the album concept. I always like talking about that Okay. One. Best album concept. Um, my nominees are... Mm-hmm. 
uh, what are we at? Thirty-five minutes into the podcast, and oh, I'm, we got <laughs> no. Well, and I and I'm it, actually we're pretty good. Yeah, it, it only thirty-five minutes into the podcast, am I finally <laughs> saying Billy Woods at our yearly award show? Oh my, yeah, that is a nominee, Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel with Maps. Uh, you know. I, I would have nominated Billy Woods for the other two, but obviously he never disappoints, and obviously there's nothing surprising about how great his music is. So there you have it. Mm-hmm. Now I finally get to mention the name Billy Woods on this podcast. Um, I usually do so in the first three minutes, but here we are at minute 36. Um, there are four other nominees, so I will I will mention them as well. Uh, Sampha with Lahai, Genesis mm-hmm. Owusu with Struggler, Mm. underscores again with wall socket aesop rock integrated tech solutions my winner is genesis owusu uh with oh nice struggler um i won't go too deep into my little (laughs) acceptance speech on behalf of genesis owusu here Mm -hmm. uh because i discussed it literally the last time we recorded a podcast um Genesis Owusu's previous album, Smiling With No Teeth, also had a concept. Uh, that one was centered around two metaphorical black dogs representing racism and depression. Um, cool concept, great album. That concept wasn't immediately apparent to me. Uh, very boy with the heron vibes in that regard um yeah guess when we're recording this podcast guess yeah. <laughs> guess what movie just came out um but this time around on struggler uh i thought the concept was quite clear actually the only slight negative about this concept is that maybe it was a little too clear maybe it was a little like all right got it roaches um so that is the concept on this album he is literally a roach Famously one of the most resilient animals in the entire animal kingdom. So he's two for two on doing like animal-themed concepts for his albums. Um, In short, this album is about the roach persevering through all of the struggles that God sends its way. Like literally God is like kind of an antagonist on this album. God sends all sorts of trials and tribulations. But like the roach says in the intro song, the roach keeps roaching. Um... So, yeah, much of this album is about the roach fighting against God, trying to overcome all of these struggles. Uh, And this whole thing concludes at the very end of the album. The conclusion isn't really about overcoming all your struggles, but more about, like, accepting them. Like, in life, it's not often that you, excuse me, that you overcome a struggle and suddenly everything is like hunky-dory and peachy keen and all that. That's not usually how life works. Um, instead, this concept is about understanding that when you overcome a struggle, there's just another struggle there, another hurdle, another obstacle just kind of waiting for you. Um, but it's also about understanding that you're better equipped to handle this one because of your success in overcoming the previous struggle. So... I like that message because it's both yeah. it's realistic and it's optimistic, but not in this like I don't know toxic positivity kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I really like how it was delivered. Um, and actually, I will say, you know, I, I did mention maybe it's a little on the nose this concept. I thought the conclusion was maybe a little more subtle and more like you had to think into it. Uh, the concept is strong; it carries throughout the entire record. For more thoughts on that. 
listen to our Q3 episode. Honestly, just listen to this album, too, mm-hmm. because the album, even as heady as I might be making it sound, is just fun as hell. So go listen to that album. Shout out to Genesis Owusu. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that album concept. Like, after you talked about it on that Q3 podcast, that's what got me interested in it at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot of fun. It actually, I believe it made your, like, album of the year honorable mentions. Um, honorable mentions, yeah. This is another album that uh, I haven't yet revealed. It, I mean, I, re- I recommended it on our podcast, so I don't think anyone's going to be surprised that it's among my absolute favorite records of the year. Um, so yeah, shout out, shout out Genesis Owusu. I'm glad we're back on a positive note. Um, yeah. <laughs> Patrick, what are your best album yeah. concept nominees? Yeah, I'm much more excited to talk about this. <laughs> I love this category too. Maybe the Nationals' next album concept should be not releasing an album. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I like yeah, the national well, too. I, don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that follow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. I, I think it's better to just stay neutral at this point <laughs> at the national. Yeah, I, I'm privately. I'm I'm closeted about liking the national. Yeah, like oh, <laughs> the national is the new like. Don't bring that up at Thanksgiving for me. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. I'm a national yeah. fan. Oh god. <laughs> All right, my nominees for best album concept are Reverend Kristen Michael Hater mm-hmm. with Saved, Laurel Halo, Atlas. M83, Fantasy, Lonnie Holly, Mm. Oh Me Oh My, and Liturgy with 93696. (laughs) Nice. Um, My winner is Lonnie Holly, Oh Me Oh My. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, this one was a tough one to, to choose between. It's kind of a loose term to like calling this a concept because a lot of a, a lot of this well no pretty much all of this album is just basically a memoir mm. um which i think is conceptual but in comparison with like the other albums that i have nominated they're those are much looser abstract terms for like creative concepts um Lonnie Hawley kind of builds a story about his life, just kind of tells the story um, of, it's a really fucked up, like, awful story in a lot of ways of his growing up in southern Alabama um, in, like, the 1950s and 60s, I believe, where there's tons of abusing and in physical and sexual ways and um, just tons of racism. And um, he, you know, the it, it goes beyond that in a lot of ways. He overcomes that on this album by um, coming back into who he is now and reflecting on life in a way that's hopeful and 
giving a message of like not necessarily peace but yeah but hope um to the listener about how we're all just kind of trying to make it through um but the 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 concept itself of him reflecting on his life is as you know uncomfortable as it is to listen to at at a lot of points it's like just so clear and so real like it's all happening right in the moment it feels like the, the production on it on this album is just really masterfully done because it, it just he's kind of telling these narratives it feels like stream of consciousness he might be uh acting in a way like he might have hmm. scripted out or he may have written it down in this way this might be a poetic like a purse purposeful way of telling this but a lot of the songs um, feel like they're being sung and or spoken a little bit like how you would unravel a story to somebody if they asked you, you know, oh, tell me about your time growing up in Alabama. Um, yeah, and so, like, the production, the way they build around it, too, is just, it, it makes it so clear, like, what was happening. Um, yeah, so, I mean, he, he talks about this, he's, he's, you know, there's a particular moment on the album in, uh, the song Mount Megs, where he's talking about his time as a, as a schoolboy in Alabama, um, where they would routinely, like, beat the children at the school, and, they was just completely like on out of the gaze of society. Um, and he's talking about how this trauma still lingers and he's experiences night terrors being still haunted by the memories of this. Um, and goes from that into, you know, trying to empathize with his, his mother, like who, experienced her own like really fucked up shit like growing up in that area um going from there into uh basically taking an existential approach into like how the earth is experiencing its own abuses um by by us and over the years um and by the end of it, you know, there's so much just trauma like that's being clearly stated on this album and so much um, dread and just, you know, real like, yeah, and there's not really a better word, but like sinful stuff happening on this project. It's really, like, it's really amazing. Like he's able to kind of end this in a way of like, in a hopeful way. Um, hopeful ish. He, he kind of, um, explains the importance of kindness. He explains the importance of, um, you know, we're, of recognizing that we're all being tested. We're all human. We're all, none of us have one of the, one of my favorite tracks. None of us have the little while, um, is, you know, just a really simple acknowledgement of, Nobody, yeah, we all just have a little bit of time. We're trying to figure out what's going on before we die. And um, 
it's important to keep that keep that in mind as and keep kindness in mind while we're getting through life um and be careful of these kind of things in the future and be careful be wary of like falling into traps like he mentions like technology as not necessarily a trap but as something that can uh kind of suck the creativity out of future generations and that's something that he's uh, adamant about not losing too on this album because he was kind of beaten out of him as a young kid um yeah so it's like an incredibly powerful album mm -hmm. it's a pretty tough listen um but yeah it just his whole execution on it, his storytelling is just insane it's just so good um so yeah shout out to lonnie holly for this album it's it's pretty amazing wow yeah very yeah. nice i uh i remember you recommending this as one of your favorites of the year at least at the time um so looking forward to seeing where it places on your year-end list i assume it's quite high um yeah it's it's like a it's a tough one for sure to like right you know get excited about or to like talk about it in like a but it it is like a i think it's one of the more important albums from this year um it's just it's like yeah it's one of those that like you you'll listen to and even if you're not like you know gonna go back and listen to it or uh if even if it's not your cup of tea i would guarantee that it's at least impactful enough because his storytelling is so effective like you, it would at least be enough of like, oh my god, like that kind of experience. All right. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Thank you for that. Um, let's see. Uh, we have two more. Uh, Genesis Owusu and Lonnie Holly. You can now sit down. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got best breakthrough artist and best picture. Where would you like to go? Mm, let's break through artists. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Best breakthrough artist, which again could mean a bunch of different things depending mean, on yeah. yeah, depending on how you interpret the category. Um there's only a few artists that I think technically would just objectively not qualify. Like I know the Rolling Stones dropped an album this year, but I wouldn't call them like a breakthrough artist <laughs> that would be great like, <laughs> <laughs> the rolling stone is just like the magazine is just licking their lips hoping to give the rolling stones their own best new artist <laughs> award. um geez that uh okay my nominees for best breakthrough artist um underscores again mm. nourished by time a s o oh. Group therapy, again, and uh, crushed. Um, and my winner is, this is going to be the longest drum roll of all time, so you don't have to join me on this, because as I build up anticipation for this, I will say there are several ways to approach this award. Um, I could see why someone would give this award to someone like Ice Spice, for example, and I wouldn't argue against that. Uh, she absolutely yeah. did break out this year. More so than literally any of the nominees that I threw out there, just purely in terms of popularity, right? And oh, you're the drummer. And, and in the <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm dying. And in the past, 
Uh, I believe I've tried to balance that popularity angle with my personal preference, um, but I didn't find a ton of great nominees for me personally when I looked at this award through that lens. Uh, because, I mean, the Scopey Awards, it, the awards I'm handing out tonight are mostly intended to be a reflection of my opinions, not solely like who objectively broke out this year. Um, so instead, what I did this time was that I looked at my album of the year list, I filtered out the artists that I would consider breakthrough artists in 2023, I nominated the best five, and I picked my favorite album out of those. And by that approach, finally, the winner is Nourished by Time. Oh my god. Oh, nice. <laughs> my, my, my fingers. Um... So that was some Miles Teller at the end of Whiplash <laughs> type of. <laughs> and they're here too. It's not only just musicians in attendance. J.K. Simmons is here. Miles yeah. Teller is here. Um, I did just rewatch Whiplash, so we just invited them for that reason. Yeah, <laughs> dude, sick fucking. I was movie. like, wow, that's a really good movie, guys. Yeah. You should come to our award show. Yeah, what are you guys doing Sunday, December seventeenth at nine a.m. Your time. <laughs> We want to mention Whiplash that came out. Yes. <laughs> what, seven years ago? <laughs> oh, goddamn, really? You're right. It, Something like it, that. Goddamn. Yeah, yeah dude. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, <laughs> I like Hyper Pop, though, so I'm still 20. Um, so, Nourished by Time. Uh, again, kind of like my Genesis of Wusu, you know, like for more detailed thoughts on Nourished by Time and his album, Erotic Probiotic 2. Please listen to our previous episode. This one was our Q2 episode uh, in which I recommend that album. Um, that was in Q2. Here I am, half a year later, still really enjoying this album. I just think it's such a cool record. Uh, it's an interesting, smooth, creative blend of like mostly R&B, but also new wave, soul, uh, electronic, sophistipop. And like a little hint of vaporwave, uh, the R and B aspects of the album, especially the like DIY bedroom quality to them, are most reminiscent to me of someone like Blood Orange. Um, so if you're interested in like if Blood Orange had a bassier vocal delivery and sung about existentialism advertising religion um america profiting off of cotton picking like if that sounds interesting to you check this out this is one of my favorite records of the year um and in the true spirit of how i view best breakthrough artist uh i think there's potential for an even greater project in the future um mm -hmm. so that's really all i kind of have to say about it just this album rips Glad I discovered this artist. Uh, seems to be breaking out right now. I, I've seen more and more buzz about Nourished by Time lately. Uh, they made, I think, the number one spot on Gorilla vs. Bears list for the year. So, shout out to Nourished by Time. Nice. Yeah. This album's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the, this uh, category this year was a little tough because like it's already kind of a loose like yeah term um and there wasn't like a ton of like debut stuff that came out that i was like 
blown away by. There was maybe, you know, a few that I thought were great. Right. That I might talk about here, but... Um, I agree with that. This was a kind of a tougher year for me. For yeah, I feel like, I feel like, you know, it's a, I don't know, Breakthrough Artist is a, is a tough one. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, mm-hmm. nice with the Nourish by Time. Hell yeah. Well, my nominees for this are, like I said, it's kind of a loose term, so you could argue like, oh, that's not a breakthrough artist or whatever, <laughs> you know, and you could say it exactly like that. Too. <laughs> 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 that's not a breakthrough artist. What do you think you're doing? <laughs> that's how I imagine you calling people, that a breakthrough like, artist? Disagreeing with me. <laughs> that just. God. They're just characters. They're just, They're just Cary Grant. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Who also made it tonight. Me, thank yeah. you, thank you, Cary Grant, for uh, coming to the Escopio Awards. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you made it, but here we are. <laughs> Incredible stuff. Oh, God. All right. My breakthrough artists this year are Young Fathers. Oh, yes. Heavy, heavy. Agriculture. Agriculture. Nourished by Time, also. Mm, nice. Erotic Probiotic, too. Sprain the Lamb as Effigy. Oh. And this new jazz artist, Andre 3000. Oh, I Dude, love it. <laughs> I love it. That's a, yeah. That's just throwing it in there. That's a little bit for you in there. It's a based interpretation, though. I like it. <laughs> Breakthrough. <laughs> Breakthrough into the jazz world, right. Andre 3000. Yeah, wow, very nice. My headphones. One second. Oh no! Right when the winner was about to be Technical revealed. Difficulty. The drummer is going again. He he has to cover for a little bit. All right, technical difficulty there. We're back. <laughs> Incredible time to have a technical difficulty. Right. The right winner in. is, oops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just a second. I know that you nominees are all chomping at the bit, but my AirPods died <laughs> on stage. <laughs> all right. My, my pick for Breakthrough Artist is... Sprain. Nice. Lamb is effigy. Yeah, it was uh, kind of a tough one to to pick, but I decided to pick this group, uh, Sprain. I do like this album. It's made my top 30 list, um, but they're pretty relatively unknown. They just put out this. This is their debut album, so that kind of plays into it. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that they definitely got something really unique in kind of the heavier, more experimental music world. Um, I got to see them in concert opening up for Have a Nice Life this uh, past year, which was really cool. And they just like the musicianship that they have and the like commitment to this whole theatrical performance and this like um kind of post-rocky inspired um way of playing where they're just allowing this like really weird abstract narrative to kind of unfold and the instrumentation is just kind of growing and decaying with it 
is like really they they're really talented. I think that these these guys have some serious musicianship uh, in them, and it would be nice. Like I could see them scoring some movies or TV shows or video games or or things like that. Um, I could see them getting into like all sorts of different styles of music. Um, the lead singer has such a strange kind of unique voice, kind of like uh, Shoe Shoes hmm. way of singing of like just kind of like warbling and like shouting a little bit, but like in like kind of a gospel-y way almost. Um, yeah, these guys are just really unique. Um, I think that conceptually they've definitely, they're, they're really heady and they've uh, got their sights set on some like some pretty esoteric existential ideas. Um, but yeah, I, I really think that they have a lot of potential. I'd like to see them honestly scale back a little bit. I think that they re they did a great job with this last album. I think that it's great. Um, but I think that they could almost like benefit from like restraining a little bit hmm. and like focusing in their energies on some like um, something else because there's there's a lot going on at any moment on this album uh, and uh, yeah I think that they just they just have a lot of potential I hope that they get with some good people and just keep going nice yeah yeah 